Fellas, say goodbye to Chuck Sherman the boy. I am now a man. I highly recommend you join the club. We are doing the wild thing all night. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Sherman. Sherman, I could build this food. Is that all you gonna eat? General Sherman realized and understood the importance of house music. So, do you know anything about techno? No. Listen. Get it on. Yo, yo, what is good, everyone? And welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherman the Booth. I'm, of course, your host, Sherman. Today is Wednesday, January 12, 2022. Happy New Year to everyone. And you already know we're kicking off 2022 with a massive interview from one of Chicago's most legendary DJs, Metro. I had Metro over to the studio for an in-person interview, and we had such a blast chatting and getting his full story. In episode 192, we got it all in and started by talking about how he became DJ Metro. Metro was truly born into this business, his own words. He started DJing at eight years old and was inspired by his older brother and cousin who were both successful DJs on their own. Growing up, he honed his craft and learned the art of turntablism and scratching, a skill that has helped make him who he is today. Throughout the ups and downs in his early days, he persevered and continued to build his brand until he eventually earned the respect of every DJ and venue owner in the city. If you're in Chicago nightlife, you've heard of Metro. That is a fact. And if you didn't know already, Metro is the official Chicago Bulls DJ. In late 2013, Metro was recommended by B96 to help spearhead their new entertainment division and became their official DJ. However, this is a different level of DJing, people. This is an NBA team with a history like none other. Ever heard of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen? And the level of dedication and professionalism required is second to none. Metro gave us the down low on his involvement and shared some amazing stories and perks. I loved this part of the interview. We also had a great conversation on what the next level looks like for him. Metro has quite the resume. He's the official Chicago Bulls and White Sox DJ. He has a legendary B96 mix show. He's toured the world in places like Singapore, Ibiza, and even Alaska. He shared the stage with Pitbull and Justin Bieber, just to name a few. He's a decorated turntablist and so much more. However, he is the first person to tell you that he still has so much to learn. This is a man who is committed to achieving greatness the old-fashioned way, through hard work and dedication. We talked about how he continues to evolve his game on every level, and he shared tons of priceless pieces of advice on how he's gotten to where he's at now. Any up-and-comers out there, get your pen and paper out because class is in session. As a Chicago DJ, I've seen Metro play well over 20 times. This dude goes in, but you know what? He always has a smile on his face. His energy is contagious, and I'm truly honored to have him on the show. Although he's an ice-cold DJ, he's got a warm heart, a true family man, a wife and three kids with one more on the way. Congrats again, my friend. Metro, thank you so much for taking the time to come on. It means a lot. Now let's get into it right now so you guys can hear his story for yourselves. This is episode 192 with Metro. What up, what up, ladies and gentlemen? Woof, I am so excited about this one. Sherman the Booth, live here in Chicago, Illinois, with Mr. Chicago himself. Ooh, Ooh. I like that. DJ Metro! Hello, Sherman. My God, man. We just had an awesome conversation before we got on air. It's going to be a miracle if we can make things better right now because that was one of the best heart to hearts. This guy was giving me just genuine advice about life and having a family and, and making money and i yeah. just want to tell you man like thank you for sharing like that it means a lot you're welcome man i mean i i want people to win yeah you know and i feel like i'm winning 
Yes, you are. <laughs> I feel like I'm winning. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. Life is good. That's awesome. It was good. I'm happy for you. Thank you, man. I really am, Thank man. And Thank I, you for having me. Of course. This is amazing, bro. Thank I mean, you. Like, yeah, congratulations on all the success. Yeah, man. Yeah. We're in deep right now. Like, five years. Five years is a long time. Congratulations, bro. a long time. But you know what? It's been... It's been the, the most fulfilling process and and passion for me because my biggest thing in life is to make an impact and learning from people like you who have made an impact on others helps me kind of create my own way to do that. For sure, man. You know I, I mean? appreciate that. Respect is mutual, bro. The respect is mutual. Dude. I, uh, you know, I'm just doing my thing, bro. I've seen you play some of the most wild fucking sets and <laughs> I really mean it like Especially in the first two years, you know, I always, who's your biggest inspiration is a question I always like to ask in one way or another. So many of these Chicago DJs, DJ Metro, man, I saw him at Tunnel, I saw him at this Latin party. You know, there's a lot of good Latin DJs that I've interviewed too. Yeah. And uh, they always mention you and I had seen you before and then when I really started to learn the art of DJing and turntablism and I can't scratch for shit. <laughs> but when people like Heavy and Apollo oh, mention yeah. you, guys that are very talented themselves and you've talked about Gordo a lot. Oh yeah. You are well respected and most importantly well loved in Chicago, man. Thank you, man. I, uh, you know, I, I just... What you see is what you get. Yeah. You know what I mean? What this you is see a nice is guy from the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> You'll mostly catch me with a, a smile on my face. Uh, you know what I mean? Game time when it's time to get to work. That's right. Uh, but for the most part, most part is a good time over here. You That's know right. Not, not a great cloud in my sky. <laughs> so I like that, Metro. Um, yeah, man. I, I'm, what can I say, man? I'm very, I, as I told you privately, to, to to just hear how much love comes my way sometimes is a little overwhelming. Yeah. But, you know, because it's, I'm not I'm not trying to be anything other than just nice, you know. It's true. Just trying to be cool. It's true, man. Um, and I'm trying to help people who are trying to help themselves and they're trying to help uh, the art of DJing and then trying to represent where we're from. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I take all of that very seriously, bro. Yeah. Very seriously. So you need to. if you got respect for me and you got respect for the game, I got respect for you. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Real recognize real. That's yeah. what I'm hearing. For real. Hell yeah. Yep. So of course we're going to get your full story today, but I always like to start these questions off with a fun one. Yep. You've been in the game for a while. We were talking about you've been DJing since you were eight years old. A eight true Chicagoan, like I said already too. I have. But you've DJed at a lot of venues that are not around anymore that we were talking about. Yep. What's your favorite Chicago venue that's no longer around? Whether you played there or not. Well, there's two of them that okay. has to be, that come to mind. <laughs> okay. One of them definitely has to be Lumen Nightclub because Joel D. Barnes, God bless his soul, he was a general manager at the time, he recognized that I was passionate about trying to cross over into the top 40 market and he had the club to do so. Mm. His Saturday night was one of the most popular Saturday night uh, top 40 nights for a while. You know what I mean? It had all your popular club kids in there for a minute. Yeah. Um, and his Friday night, when his Friday night needed a little bit of a boost with hip-hop and dance, he needed to find a DJ that could merge both um, and then one that was available. So he booked me there, and mm-hmm. it was definitely my entrance into the market because his marketing was so on point. 
No shit. I was in the Tribune. I was in the Red Eye. Um, this was before social media. Marketing on social, social media. Social media, it, it was there, but it it was not as strong as, yeah. you know, like, you know, at that time, I can't remember what year it was exactly, 20, 2010. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was like Instagram had just launched and shit. Yeah, like, it. there was no... It, Flyers were a thing on the on Facebook, but like, yeah, the marketing for a Chicago party was definitely like more hands on. That's awesome. Joe helped me, and I met my wife there. That's my point. Oh. I met my wife at that club. Uh, we were at, we were at a party, and I was DJing, and she was at a bachelorette party, <laughs> and this crazy ass girl. They were blowing condoms in the like penis condoms. I think, <laughs> like they were shaped like a penis. Yeah, classic. Yep, of course. <laughs> One of them hit my head. <laughs> While I was playing, I looked back. Crazy ass girl. She was like, hey. I was like, hey. the <laughs> fuck did you just hit me in the head with? My, my cousins were like, bro, you definitely just got hit in the head with a condom. I'm like, <laughs> that's how I met my wife. Wow, what a beautiful story. What's her name? Liliani. Liliana, your special person. Liliani, yep. Liliani. But she, and then the other one is obviously it. God, it has to be the mid. Yeah. It has to be the mid. I mean, You know, another, I'll, I'll never, you know, another one. When I got on B96 in 2012, um, that Memorial Day was like, that Memorial Day Thursday was like my true entrance into like, okay, he can, if he can play here like this, he's going to be able to play. Yeah. Pretty much anywhere. Yeah, man, the Mid is an institution here in Chicago. Yeah, it was a good party. It was I a good know. venue. I miss that place. Great place. Um, and got to play with a lot of amazing DJs over there, both yeah. locally and internationally. Great place. Um, and I attribute them a lot to the whole movement of where I am today. Absolutely. The scene as a whole. Without a doubt. Yeah, and that's what I meant by institution, man. I mean... I came, I remember I came to Chicago and I saw that place change a lot too. It kind of had, it was not underground in the sense, but like you had to wear a button down and like you had to be dressed nice and yeah. like had to look a certain way. And then when Phi took over, I mean, it just expanded the scene and they still welcomed in all different types of DJs and music and it was just a fucking sick place. Yeah, bro. And now it's just, it's, it's really cool because so many people still talk about it. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. They left their mark forever. Oh, yeah. I come from a time way before that. You know, I could talk about clubs that are... <laughs> but for me, as a DJ, you know, what helped me? Definitely the mid. You know, definitely uh, definitely Lumen, for sure. I remember just... I remember being, like, one day waking up and being tagged, like, 400 times by, like, 400 people on Facebook... Like, look at you in the red eye, you know what I mean? Or, oh, and Soundbar. You've got to say, I mean, Soundbar's still around. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when when Jordan was running Soundbar, Jordan um, is part owner of Headquarters. Him and his best friend. Oh, really? Headquarters Beercade. Yeah, of course. Um, Jordan was the general manager of Soundbar for 15 years. And when they were uh, redoing their resident DJs, uh, it was... Chris R, mm-hmm. Trentino, who had just won the Red Bull uh, championship. Yeah, he's sick. 
myself, Johnny Walker, um, and a few others. I can't re- Skyler Mendoza when he was in Chicago, and a few maybe like one or two other DJs. Mm-hmm. But I literally remember on that launch of that promotion, it was like second page of the Red Eye or first right at the bottom. And I got tagged in it like 400 times. Damn. And I just remember being like, shit, man. Like, <laughs> my God. Like, the amount of of publicity I'm getting from one venue is insane. Wow. You know? Like, it was just crazy. It was crazy. So, yeah. Good those answers. clubs really did it for me. Like, you know, and they're awesome stages to play on. Yes. They're awesome stages. Like some part of sound system, bro. Yeah, it's crazy. Incredible, <laughs> yeah, bro. It's wild. Wild. State of the art. So, yeah, those are some of that. Good answers, Metro. Some of the best yet. Yeah, man. Yeah, God, and man. then I've, God, I just have to throw in like yeah. all the Latin clubs that I DJed at before because they helped mold me. You know, to who I am right now, from yeah. Mambo Cafe. Oh. To uh, you know. What was that bowling alley at? Manor. Manor was a bowling alley. It had a banquet hall in the back, but the oh. pro- there was a promoter that threw the party in a banquet hall, and that party was cracking when Damn. I was a shorty. You know what I mean? Okay. 17 years old, 18 years old. That's where we partied. And those parties, obviously, those parties helped mold me. What you see is what you get. That's right. Goddamn. <laughs> what you see is what you get. And you were telling me before, you literally started DJing at eight years old. Eight years old. I mean, born, born into this born business. Born into this business. Born into this Not business, Not a lot of people bro. can say that. I mean, tell me about growing up in Chicago and, like, your first exposure really to that scene. Okay. No problem. Get ready, people. Okay. <laughs> Take a sip. <laughs> I'm buckling up. When I was a child. Yeah. When I was about five. My earliest memories are right about kindergarten. Yeah. One of the earliest memories that I have is, God rest his soul, is my cousin Adrian and my brother always being together. My brother is six years older than me. Mm -hmm. Adrian had a brother that I can't remember at kindergarten and that, you know, everyone's talking about him. Right. um, But I have no idea who he is. I have no idea who he is. Because he's a superstar at the time. Yeah. He was in a freestyle group called TKA. He literally dropped out of high school. He dropped out of Schurz, like his junior year of high school, to be a DJ for TKA, a freestyle group. Maria. Do, 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 do. Right? No, right? I know that song. All right. He's, he's DJing for them. Freestyle dies. Yeah. They become K7. Mm. Come, baby, come, baby, baby, come, come. Who knows that? Huge group. Yeah. That song multi- still stands the test of time to this my day, God. isn't it? You know, multi-platinum album. Yeah. They had hits on there, bro. Zunga yeah. Zane, come, come, baby, come. Yeah. Um, they had hits, bro. Yeah. They had hits on that album. Uh, my first introduction to, like, okay... This isn't just a show, mm. but we know someone here is the Pan American Festival in Chicago. Yeah. Um, it's insane. And they're the headlining at K7. 
We're backstage and I have no, I'm six years old. No idea what's happening. There are girls everywhere. <laughs> everywhere, bro. Six. My brother, my cousin Adrian, yeah. and my aunt Isolde go into the trailer. I'm hanging out with my mom and dad outside. Yeah. And my mom and my dad are like, don't worry about it. We're going to see your cousin in a moment. I still have no idea who they're talking about. My cousin is this fucking superstar DJ, bro. You know what I mean? I'll never forget him. So they start performing. I obviously know the songs. Yeah. Um, and I'm just in awe. I'm like, Adrian, this is your brother? Like, he, and he's like, no, this is your cousin. Like, <laughs> I can't believe this. And at that moment, he was doing a routine with... A cut called Tricks Are For Kids. 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 He's taking off his shirt. Tricks Are For Kids, one hand. And I'm like, I'm just, bro, I'm totally captivated. Wow. There's thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people in front watching this show. And I'm a six-year-old child. Like pretty much sold on what I want to do for the rest yep. of my life. <laughs> God damn. And they're like, bro. And then the relationship just grew. Yeah. His dad owned our Taekwondo gym, which was three streets away from my home. I grew up on Monticello and Palmer in Chicago. His gym was on Fullerton and Avers. It was literally like four blocks away. And my grandpa owned a laundromat around the corner. My dad owned our barbershop. Wow. And my mom taught special ed at the school. Holy shit. So. You're really close to your family. Very close. Yeah. We, I gravitated towards him with the music. My brother gravitated towards him. My brother, my brother gets into music. My brother starts DJing. Um, has great success. Releases a mixtape with Ryan B. Don't know if you know that name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ryan B. is one of the most no notorious club promoters in all of Chicago. He threw a party called Energy Thursdays. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, okay, okay. And I've heard that. Forget about it. Yeah. You know, who, whoever is a club kid right now or went to, is in clubs, definitely knows Ryan B. Definitely knows Energy Thursdays. Definitely knows all about all that. Ryan B. has known me since I was 10 years old. No joke. No joke. Like, wow. That's my guy. I My eighth grade, my his eighth grade gift to me graduating was letting me come watch my brother and my cousin DJ nonstop do four turntables. It was a hip hop set. They did a four. And I was, I just grabbed the day before I just graduated eighth grade. And Ryan was like, bring your little brother. He wants to see you guys DJ and do all, you know yeah. what I mean? It was incredible, bro. Wow. It was incredible. I was 13 years old. When did you get your first pair of decks then? Like, you own them. The first original pair of decks were some Gemini's belt drives. Those were when I was like 10. Yeah. But at 11, my brother was not into DJing yet because he was a dancer. Yeah. He was, a, he was in a dance crew called The Untouchables. And legendary. Legendary. And he danced for Too Cool Chris. He danced for Bad Boy Bill. You know, he did and and they used to take him all around the country to dance backup for him. No shit. Yeah, he'd been to Texas, he'd been to New York, 
young as a shorty. He was like, if I'm fucking 11, he's 17 doing this, 18. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and he took my, then it was my cousin. So it was like, it's just a whirlwind of entertainment really happening. Really killing it. Like, not just like, you know. Really killing it, bro. Yeah. Really killing it. You know what I mean? Like, really killing it. <laughs> just a whirlwind of entertainment all around me. Right. All around me and being captivated by all of it. All of it. My f- And then he wasn't into DJing, but he met the best DJ, the best mixtape DJ in the area at the time was DJ Quick. K-W-I-K. Mm-hmm. And he was still playing house music at the time. Quick wanted to move from playing house music on Two Techniques yeah. to playing all Latin music on Pioneer CDJ 100s. Wow. That's how far back we go, baby. CDJ 100s. That's how far back we go, baby. Let's go. Jet, zip, and wah effects <laughs> on there. I know this because DJ Quick DJed my mother's uh, job's Christmas party, and he let me sit by him year after year to just hang out with him. Wow. As a f- child, 11, 12, 13 years old, as a puppy. You were just enamored. Period. I was glued, bro. So my brother saw that I was getting... My brother got close with DJ Quick and bought Quick's turntables for me. Two techniques. Okay. That was my first pair. I had them until the new Mark TTXs came out. My mom and my brother bought me one. Nonstop bought me the other. I started to cry at Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Better than any video game system. (laughs) And the rest is history, bro. (laughs) Just Stop completely sold nonstop, got on the radio, he got on KISS FM, then yeah. he got on B96, and I was like, everything's possible. Yep. <laughs> like, yo, what the fuck is happening? Like, this guy right next to me is getting all this shit. My sophomore year of high school, he meets DMX, he becomes DMX's DJ. DMX fires his old DJ. The DJ that's that had like the um what's that what was that big festival that like you know it's like the clip that everybody uses for X Lala not Lala it was uh in Chicago yeah Woodstock Woodstock yeah after that show X's original DJ got fired and he hired my cousin how'd they meet the fuck if I know I can't even remember. (laughs) My cousin's just been, he's a pioneer in hip-hop here in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Period. And he's obviously good with people and making connections. And Period. Just a genuine guy. Period. And, you know, been around how he, once he got the DMX thing, yeah. I was really like, okay, wait a minute. Like, yeah, because think bro, about the timing. That's kind of fucking crazy. Like, you know, he went through a string where he wasn't DJing at all. It yeah. wasn't working. You know, like K7 was over right? and reality set in. Right. He was able to live off of K7 for a while. I yeah. remember as shit as that. <laughs> it was a long while before he decided to go do anything else. Wow. But between that time and doing whatever he was doing, it wasn't working. So we all have that pivotal moment that's like, when is it going to happen? Mm-hmm. You know? So wow. For everybody who's like, DJ Metro and fucking Tao. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, not all Tao's, not all 
basketball arenas yep. and not all radio shows. Not all Ricky Martin and Enrique yeah. trying you to with Washington. <laughs> Lot of not of that. Yeah, man. Way more of opposite of that and way less of what's happening now. Seriously. I mean, sitting here now, like, your journey... Insane. ...didn't happen overnight. I mean, you play hundreds of shows a year. You just mentioned some of the people that you've toured with. Insane. Played with. Insane. Britney Spears, Justin Bieber, Lil Jon, Ariana Grande, Afrojack, Pitbull, who I know is, like, your boy, right? Well, I mean, How I can't that say... relationship? Where, yeah. I mean, it's happened through my agent. No shit. It's happened through my agent. I mean, I... I'm not, I can't sit here and be like, I, I can call the guy up. Right. And fucking, Probably nobody um, can. <laughs> no. No. Definitely not. I think people underestimate how big he is. He's a mega star. He's a mega. Like, he is one of the biggest superstars on the planet. It's, a, it's a fact. Don't even, like, right there. Just leave it there. You know? It's like, he's that big, bro. He is. He's that big. And what, so what's, what's your affiliation with him then, I guess? Or no, no, no real affiliation. I play on his radio station on globalization right. through my, my agency, Sick. the roster. Right. Um, my agent is very close with his camp. Okay. And his camp has demanded really strong, talented DJs open his shows. Okay. And that is that how... Affiliation. That is how the the relationship has grown. So he, he, him and his team trust you as a DJ. Period. That must be a humbling. It is humbling feeling. It is. You know, you play the guy's songs. I've worked many a, a radio events where he's our headlining or co-headlining act. He's a mega star, bro. He's a mega star. Uh, I I Dan, I literally caught a tear at the end of the show. He he thanked me by name. I caught a tear in my eye, boy. Let me how tell you. How cool. How amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Look at the moment. Look look at where the music has taken us. You know what I mean? That's so cool. You know, I've got one more one more um, artist that I would like to humbly really meet and just let him know how much he's truly influenced me, and that's Daddy Yankee. I, you know, I've, I'm... I'm Puerto Rican to the core. I'm 100% Puerto Rican. Okay. Just born and raised here. Yeah. And I just, you know, talk about a guy who has been able to keep up with the time. And so true. Be such a star on and off camera, bro. Mm. I love that. Just, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> name me anything he's done wrong, bro. No, I, and I was just thinking about that with like, you, you always expect someone so big to fuck up or be a bad person me, or whatever. Me, give, give me the example. No, I can't. You're right. 100% right. It would have come out. You know, Mark Anthony, I haven't had a moment to meet him yet. Mm-hmm. He's a huge Puerto Rican ex that I'm, you know, I'm baffled by. Mm-hmm. You know, they. I, I spent six summers in Puerto Rico. My brother spent nine. So, and it's a very different life from growing up in a big city with... Yeah. Always running electricity and always running water, my friend. You know, so to know that, dude, they're right there. They were right right around those areas that I played baseball at and got mangoes from the tree. They were right there, bro. And look at where they are. Yeah. You know, look at where the music has taken them, bro. Yeah. Insane. Inspiring. Truly. Truly. 
truly is. Um, don't know how I'd act when I do get to meet them. <laughs> I know I know it's going to happen, though. It will. It, it will. will. I'm, I've thrown it out in the universe too many times. Right, and it's here again now on camera. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Gosh, and I mean, again, look at where music has taken you, though, too. Now that I've been the Chicago Bulls official DJ, also the official Chicago White Sox DJ, I mean, you've showcased your turntablism skills in the Red Bull freestyle competition. You've also played private events for Nike, and tell me if this is true. One of the United Center for John Legend? I sure as shit did. So What the fuck? You're one, uh, yet again, I will say, remember the conversation we were having about DJ Speed? Yeah. Shout out my man DJ Speed. The time, what happened, We time had passed, Speed had me opening for him at Max Bar for about a year mm-hmm. and some change. Speed took me to a gig in Florida. Okay. It was my highest paying gig at that time, ever. He was like, bro, um, I got this guy. Mm-hmm. You're going to DJ like Art Basel with me. Oh, okay. Something like that. Right, right, right. One in of Miami. Those really, or, or, it was like, bro, it was so exclusive. Listen to me. <laughs> it was so exclusive that we had to take a boat to where we were going. Oh, shit. Okay. It was two hours for a thousand dollars. And I was like, bro. <laughs> I was like, dude, can we make it? Can we make it more hours? <laughs> what? Like, I'm there, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I worked the gig with speed, and it ended up being an older demographic, and we ended up smashing the gig together. Awesome. Together. Speed calls me about two months later. Yeah. He's like, bro, my friend from Live Nation. He's in charge of the Sade tour. Mm-hmm. Sade's birthday lands on when her show is in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And they need a DJ. Oh. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I'm not your guy. Yeah, yeah. No way. Like... <laughs> Fuck no. Like, <laughs> I'm not about... I've, I had already been hearing about stories of DJs just biting off more than they can shoot. Mm-hmm. And, and DJs being in the presence of such music aficionados yeah. that it's hard yes, to play for. I bet. That I was like, bro, mm. no. Hell no. <laughs> and he was like, dude, take one. He's like, you know that disco folder you got right there? Yeah. A to Z. Wow. Do okay. all of that. Okay, okay, okay. Do all of that. Have a little fun in between. If they request something, go with the request. If they don't request right. anything, keep going with the thing. Okay, okay. John Legend was opening for her that concert. Sure enough, my man. This is a, like, where the trucks load in, all the shit. Like, they decorated the whole area for her. It was Sade's birthday party. I played three hours and I absolutely smashed that party. That's awesome. I was young as shit. I took somebody with me that I graduated college with, my man Courtney, Courtney Cross. And we did such a great job that they invited us to the show the next day. They were like, you, you have to be there. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> took, I took my mom. I'm like, Fuck yeah, we're yeah. going to see Sade. Sade. She's like, how the, how, why? I'm like, I, whatever. Don't I DJ for her. Crazy shit. She's like, you did for Sade? I did not know it was for Sade, too. It was for Sade. It was for Sade's birthday. John Legend opened up. 
it was an amazing experience. I still have this picture. Me, Speed, Sade, John Legend was out. He was out. He did not want no pictures. He was in that mood. But yeah. it was still a good night. That's still so sick. I was nervous as shit the entire time. I bet, yeah. God. Yeah. It, was, it was like, you know, at that time, it was 23. Oof. Playing for Sade, bro. <laughs> so this is for anybody who says that I'm a one-trick pony. Well, no, you ain't. You, you go play for Sade. Yeah, no. You go play for Young Legend. Knock I would yourself said no. out. I would have said no. Where do you start? I don't fucking know. I have no. I was thinking about that. Where do you start? <sighs> Billy <I>, Jean. <laughs> bro, I started at like 96 BPM. Yeah. I'm telling you, I started at 96 BPM <laughs> and at 128. <laughs> all night. Disco folder. We're running right through this. Okay, okay. That's, that's there was good. one moment where I played Prince. I didn't know her and Prince had a thing. She was like, no more Prince. Ooh. I was like, no problem. Woo! It got <laughs> spicy for a second. I played that. Ah, she went. <laughs> you went. You know when you're trying not to make eye contact? Yeah, you, you feel make... it. You feel it. I mean, she has a presence that you could get. <laughs> the whole and energy. She almost like floated towards me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hello, how are you? No more prints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. No problem. No problem. No issue. No oh. issue. No issue. Yep. That has happened. That's why I love this podcast because you, yeah, you never know what stories are going to come out. There it is. That's good. I was a young one too doing that, you know, so. Unbelievable. It's been fun, bro. Everything that you've been saying has been fun. I've opened up for all those people. The Little John thing, I, me and Little, me, I got flown to Alaska to open up for Little John. Where? Anchorage. I used to fly up there a lot. I've been there nine times. What? Bruh. The Puerto Rican shorty from Chicago been to Anchorage? This happened because the owner of the Anchorage club booked DMX. Okay. To do a concert at his club. Met my cousin. My cousin DJed for him three times without DMX. Uh Caught the flu on a fucking run that he was like, I got to do three clubs in Anchorage, Alaska, and I'm dying. <laughs> and he called the owner and was like, listen to me. I got a fucking 19-year-old cousin yeah. who will go out there and murder. And he's like, I, he's 19. He's like, he's got a fake ID. Send my cousin because he's the only one that can do the job. And he fucking sent me. I made like 300 bucks a show, and I didn't give a fuck. Yo, that's sick. I made $900. Going to DJ in Alaska when I was literally like 19 years old. I, bro, I think I was 18 years old. My girlfriend was still a senior in high school. <laughs> Holy shit. No joke. I was eight. I was fresh out of high school doing shit like that. Yeah, G. It was, I think that's it was tight as wild. fuck, dude. Wild. Yeah. And then I did such a good job yeah. that time. Right. That he brought me back like three other times. He brought my key kept bringing my cousin back. And then it was time for him to start doing shows. He wanted to do Rick Ross. Yeah. He wanted to do Three Six Mafia. Yo. He wanted to do Little John. My cousin was DJing for DMX, so he was like, "You're gonna be the guy that's opening up for all those shows." I fucking kept coming back to Alaska, and I opened <laughs> up for all of them. Rick Ross, Three Six Mafia. We did like three fucking shows together. Those guys were my homies. Holy if Juicy shit! Juicy J sees me right now, and my brother <laughs> from the weed that my brother gave him when we were in Chicago. I bet you he still remembers me. He's that motherfucker today. Wow. 
some drool was coming out of there. I'm not even lying, bro. He got me in the, and and then my point is, <coughs> excuse me. My point is, is like it's Anchorage, Alaska. You don't think they've never been back. You don't think they're going to not remember the guy that opened for them and handed them the turn? Like, remember that? Even if they don't remember me, right. I'm going to be like, yo. Remember Anchorage, Alaska? <laughs> never been back. The fuck? That's a way to start a conversation. Yo. And as a kid, you know what I mean? It's the most amazing shit in the world because. The music was already taking you around the world. You're doing it. You're doing it. You don't, you're not, you're so young that the money is like, you're making money. Yeah. What the, f- your, my car payment's $190. Yeah. My insurance is 80 bucks at the time. What do I got to worry about? Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> making $900 in three days? Yeah, that's big. Ma, I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> like, ma, <laughs> Hold the meatloaf. I'll Yo, be right back. Drop me off of the blue line real quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> Few days. Few days. Mario said it's okay. Yeah. Mario said it's okay. Then I get, I see you in a few days. Damn. Yeah, G. I've never met a DJ who's played in Alaska. A lot. A lot of times. That place is like my fucking second home. Let's go. Don't play with me, bro. My wife don't she she'll literally let me go wherever the fuck I want whenever I want. Yeah. Whenever you're ready, my friend. Yeah. Whenever you're ready. Okay. Anchorage, all up in the shits. All right. Fuck. Mountains, bears, the whole nine. <laughs> I have been to Alaska, but not not in that regard. It's a fucking cool place. One time they oh so the three six mafia thing. I stood out there, twenty days. December first. Oh, I'm sorry. December fifth. Christmas morning. I flew home Christmas morning. And that was because we had like three different shows. I did a week and a half of my own thing to make my own money. And then they flew in. I opened up for them twice in Anchorage, once in Fairbanks. And um, shit, man. It's just one of those things where it's like, you're a kid doing this. Yeah. What, like... Why? And then you're doing it with these guys, like, yeah, it and just they, works. And they're they're huge, bro. They're huge. And he brought Project Pat with him, his brother. Oh damn! They're 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 big. And and you're in Alaska where they're like mega big, where they don't get celebrities. Yeah, I was just gonna ask you, like, what people were the don't people route like? their their tours and all that to Anchorage, right? You know what I mean? No. That's a six hour flight from Chicago alone. So they don't tour to Anchorage. So when hmm. they do get anybody, they're very excited to get them. Very. Very. Bro. That's awesome. I've been out there when Victoria's Secret opened and there was a fucking line <laughs> three days long. <laughs> I also went out there when their first, I think it was Walmart opened. Three days long to get in that bitch. You heard me, my man. It's like, it's not like Eskimos and penguins roaming around, but bro, they're they're behind. So, God, I've done it. Unbelievable. Fucking knocks in the tool belt right there, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Anyway, I think the best way to break down what you've been doing and what you are doing now and what you want to do is just in the separate parts that we said, like, 
You're playing, I mean, this is your full-time job, playing hundreds of shows a year, right? Yeah. Physically, sure. organizationally, spiritually, mentally, how do you go about that? How do you do it all, you know? I mean, like, and you've got a family, too. You're a father of two, right? I'm a father of three. Father of three. Four. Wow, congrats. Thank you. That's awesome. It is. It's exciting as shit. Wow. I mean, like, to me, you are, like, so inspirational on many levels because, like, we were talking about, right? Like, a lot of people don't know how to make money as a DJ, as an artist, let alone raise a family, Ooh. have a home, pay taxes and shit. Yep. I know. We could probably do a whole podcast on just, just that. Just that. Just the business. I mean, how do, you, how do you look at your business like that? I always wanted to be where the big boys play. Okay. I always, wherever there was a DJ on the next level of like, if I saw a DJ on TV, if I saw or heard of like when satellite radio first popped off and yeah. like, you know, whatever I would, whatever I would see, I would be like, do they have a DJ and who is it? Mm-hmm. If they do have a DJ, how did he get there? Yeah. And I think just having so many people around me in the entertainment of all walks of life, right. rappers, singers, vocalists, instrumental, pe- people who play instrument, DJs, right. just artistry in general. Yeah. Having so many of them through time has been such a blessing because what happens with time is the real ones really shine Mm. and the rest kind of like the ones who don't take it as serious or, and then as a human, as you're growing, you can see that they're successful too. Yeah. You can see that they own a home. Yeah. You can see that they own a very comfortable car. Right. You can see that they dress fine. Right. They they're not wearing Gucci, but they dress fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're living a very kosher life. Yeah. And one thing that I've never been afraid to do is do exactly what you're doing, is ask the difficult questions. Mm-hmm. People think they're difficult questions because they're afraid to ask. Yeah. I'm not. No. And you can't be. <laughs> yeah. You can't be. You no. cannot. My dad used to tell me, you're the dumb one if you don't ask questions. Bro, if you're in school and you don't know what's happening yeah. and everyone of us knows what's happening, guess what? You're officially the dumb one yeah. if you don't ask. True. Like, you need to ask because my dad is not born and raised in Chicago. He's born and raised in Puerto Rico and does still to this day barely knows English. So asking him for help on my homework was like not existent, bro. Yeah. That was not a thing. Wow. Being like, hey, I need help with this. No, the fuck you don't because I can't even understand it. <laughs> You're going to need to ask your teachers who get paid to teach you how to do this. Yeah. And so from that and and just growing up with people, my, my older brothers and older cousins that be like, motherfucker, say something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You, you, <coughs> excuse me, <You're> <clears throat> you have moments in your life 
you know, where people have been, where people will be like, bro, just be honest. What the hell's your problem? Right. You know, and that comes from older people telling you, you know what I mean? And, and, and really growing from it, holding yourself accountable to like, all right, I just have to be more honest. Yeah. You know, so. You take it serious. You're honest and you take it seriously. I take it very seriously. Like I said, you'll, you'll catch me for the most part with a smile on right. my face. Of course. Uh, but when it's go time and when we're talking about, you know, how I put food in my children's stomach. Yeah. This is rather serious. Absolutely. You know, and everything has its time and place, you know. Yeah. Um, so how how I do it all is, is you, you know, thank my mom and my dad and my brother and my cousins. Thank everybody around me who has molded me to be the person that you see today. You know, the responsibility of having a dog young and, you know, having things that you were having a mom that doesn't have a lot of money. Yeah. She has a, she has, we have what we need. Yeah. You know, so. Right. It's humbling. It is. It is. You know, so. That's awesome. I still just, I hold that very near and dear to me. Yeah. Because it's like, what do you need all this other shit for? You know? That's like the best answer to that question. What do you need all this other shit for? And then when you're, when you're really good at hustling your talent, Mm -hmm. you know, like. I t- my my friend my brother's best friend he's like mind blown he went with us to San Diego and he's like bro you you literally like we rode a scooter to the front of that club and parked it you DJed and then we left on the scooter again in front of everybody <laughs> yeah. and he's like there's no Lamborghini there's yeah. no fucking those scooters are fun though aren't they they're a ton of fun especially yeah. when it's and it's two degrees in Chicago. Yeah, I love that. I know exactly what you're talking about. You play at the Hard Rock, right? Yeah, uh, we. I used to, and now it's um now it's El Chingon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's El Chingon and Sidebar. Hard Rock is no longer a party, but right. Yeah, you know, and like, bro, why wouldn't I? It's sixty five <laughs> degrees and in December, you know, like I'm riding a scooter. You don't need the Lambo. Nah, get the fuck out of here. I can't afford. And that's the other thing is like. You're playing yourself, you fucking idiot. Yeah. You don't think people know you can't afford that shit? Right. You ain't DJ who kid, my guy. <laughs> who the fuck you think you are? God. No, you can get it, but can you maintain it, bro? Right. That's it's, what you told me. You know, don't be stupid, man. So, you keep that humbling. You keep that... You keep that on until that shit don't run no more. Then you make your decision on what you want next. You know what I mean? Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. Do you do you remember the moment where you started thinking about your talent as a certain monetary value? You know, you mentioned like going out to Alaska for three hundred dollars a show. Like, is there a number that you put on yourself? You remember that day or that moment or that conversation? It grew. Yeah. It grew. It okay. definitely grew. I started my career at $50 a half hour. Right. Um, kind of just learning grew. from others, guessing, yep. like, it, it seeing really, what people will or won't pay, right? Exactly. Right. And, and, really, and really putting the hustle behind it. Yeah. The hustle. The hustle of, of being your own manager and your own agent. Yeah. It's been trying, but it also comes with the experience of having other jobs. I've had... Jobs in retail. I have had jobs in at UPS. I've had jobs at. I've had a serious career before this. You know right. what I mean. So, 
I've applied a lot of the things that I learned at those jobs to my business right now. Right. Um, everything from marketing and shipping and from, it's just things that you, you learn. You yeah. soak in and you apply it to your business. Yeah. So, you know, that's basically how it's worked, man. Yeah. I, and I think it's something that I think about too, you know, like how, how do you put a monetary value on being a creative, especially being a DJ, right? So right. it's like you hear about the chain smokers making a million dollars for playing Encore Beach Club. Right. Right? Right. We were talking about Vice at, you know, Tau. And then you think about, like, yourself as, like, you know, headlining Prism. It's like, and then, like, what are the layers below that? And how right. do you continue? It's, it, you never want to undervalue yourself. Correct. But when there's so much competition in our area, when, Correct. like, you know, there's a guy who's maybe half as good for a certain venue that's willing to take it for half the pay, and that person's like, sorry, right? Yep. That's why it's so important, I feel like, to align with the people that do care about quality. Absolutely. Um, you're going to need to have the perfect balance. Yeah. Is what I have to, is what I'd like to say. Absolutely. Um, well because, unfortunately, not every, not everything is what it seems. And it's just, is what it is. Not everything is what it seems. Yeah. Um, you can, what's most important to me in my business is what we do financially. Mm -hmm. And what we do with our time. What other DJs are doing in particular, I don't want to say I don't care about. But I definitely, I attack it my own way because of exactly what you just, just said. Yeah. There is so much competition. Yeah. And a lot of DJs get mad when the competition arises in other fashion. Mm -hmm. um, yep. And the name of the game, what I have to say is the name of the game has just simply changed. Yeah. The name of the game has simply changed. When I when I was younger, you needed to be the best DJ. Yeah. You needed to have the best mixtapes. Mm -hmm. If you weren't on the radio, you were supplying the streets with enough of your name for promoters to want to book you. It's crazy. Grassroots marketing. Bro. Straight up. Grassroots marketing. But you needed the capital to do it. Um, because you had to invest in the covers, the cases, the CDs, the print. It's expensive. Yeah. Um, so, the name of the game has changed. You got DJs that were, for a while, while I was, like, DJing at the mid and shit, like, we would, we would literally get booted off sometimes for a DJ that wasn't a DJ, but wanted to DJ, mm. and he booked a $10,000 table. Mm. You know what I mean? And Ugh. what happens now is everybody's so quick to be like, fuck that. Fuck pussy. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking up the game. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. up this. <laughs> and even in those moments, yeah. the patience was always just on me because I always knew that there were this was over soon. Yeah. Those phases of those type of DJs, yeah. that's going to come, that's going to go. Because 
you know, these rooms, whether they're big or small, someone somewhere is investing a lot of money in here. Yep. This right here, this this room that we're DJing at, yeah. this costs somebody a few million dollars to do. Right. And yeah. if I'm that guy, yeah. forgive me, if I'm that guy yeah. or if I'm the person watching that guy's money, mm. I'm going to want to make sure that this is operating at a level that is feasible for everybody. Yeah. Not at an amateur one. Yeah. Yep. And I truly have worn that with myself, with my value. Yeah. I've worn that with my value. If you've asked me where, where it's grown, it's grown from that. It's grown from the experience of being like, well... The power of no is amazing on both hands because when you're respectfully doing something on your own in your own lane, making your own finances yep. and not worried about what everyone else is doing, well, the power is kind of in both our hands because you're going to need a really strong DJ for that show, it sounds like. Yeah. You know, and this really strong DJ costs a certain amount of money. Yeah. It's not the same as everyone else. Yep. If it were the same as everyone else, you can just contact everyone else. Yeah. And we can agree to just not talk to each other until you're ready to talk what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's hard to get there. It really is. It because is. You have to uh, say no when you oh, want bro, to say and yes. There's so many DJs that are like, yes. Um, so it takes time. Yeah. And it takes time. It takes time, bro. It takes time. What I've always told everybody is, how do you stand out, bro? How do you don't just stand there, Junior? Stand out. You know, for me, I'm a real, I'm a strong DJ. Yeah. I'm a strong DJ. Lights, camera, action, baby. Yep. Let's go. Right. You know, so and you, like I said, what you see is what you get. That got me so fired up. Yeah, bro. I'm. I. What do you want? What else is there to say? Yeah. What else is there to say? It's showtime. It's literally showtime, and you know. Why did you build this room? Yeah. To fuck around? No. You know, you want to pay guys top dollar day and night every Friday and Saturday? To, you want to pay them top dollar, fly them in, yeah. pay their hotel and their per diem every Friday and Saturday? That's going to get expensive, bro. Yeah. What about nights like right now? This is the point in the podcast where you put the temperature yep. on the corner. Right. What about nights like right now? It's negative six degrees. <laughs> it's fucking cold. You want to take that $3,870 risk? Yeah. You want to do that? I don't know, bro. I just feel like you should really do your diligence in finding the strongest DJs right around here. Yep. And... My attack on this has been, be the strong DJ. Yep. Be the strong DJ. I love that. Be the strong DJ. If 10 people are in a room talking about music, DJing, creativity, seven of them should be mentioning my name. That's really how I feel. Mm. Whether it's in top three or not, seven of them should be like, oh, 1,000%. That's how I feel. Damn. That's how I feel. Own your market, bro. Yeah. Own your market. Own all of it. Straight up. I And you, we were talking about that earlier. Chicago, man, can you fucking build your name here, man. You can, bro. 
You can. In every fashion. Every fashion. In every fashion, bro. There's a lane for everybody. I mean, look what you've done as a, a global touring DJ, but also look what you're doing with, like, the Chicago Bulls and the White Sox, right? Like, we were talking about Crazy. the brands and stuff. Crazy. How did that all come together? Bro, my boss for B96? Yeah. He used to play the click effects. Dun, dun, dun. No way! Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and all the music you heard. Yeah. While players were playing, because that's just instrumentals and beats. Right. My boss for B96... That was his job. Another great example of connections. Right and there. when I found out that he did that, I I got hired. I was an intern at B96 when I was in college. Yeah. I, I didn't know he did that. I had no idea. I left, went to another radio station for a year. He called me back after a year and was like, I have an opening. I want you back at B96. I'm there. It wasn't even a effing question. It wasn't even a fucking question, bro. <laughs> I was there. I was there. And he told me he did that job like in 2013. And I was like, what the fuck did you just say to me? (laughs) He's like, oh, yeah, I play all the music for the Chicago Bulls. I'm like, bro, do they have a DJ? He was like an official DJ, like the way Irie is for the Heat. And I was like, like the way Irie is for the Heat. Okay. No. He was like, no, we don't have an official DJ. He was like, but that's interesting. I've never heard of that. Maybe like a few months later, there was a, a paid partnership with some DJ that was there, with another DJ that was there. Yeah. Uh, but there was nothing official. Right. The boss of entertainment at the New York Knicks is born and raised in Chicago. Mm-hmm. She saw that the job opening was in Chicago. She nailed her job interview. She got the job. And the first person she called for the best DJs in the city was my music director at B96. I've been away from Chicago for 16 years, and I want the best DJs in Chicago. Who do you recommend? Wow. And he said, I recommend DJ Flipside, and I recommend DJ Metro. Yo. And that's how that happened, bro. Yo! Three or four days later, we were in a meeting with her in B96, talking about the stipulations of potentially being the official DJs for the Chicago Bulls. So this is like their entertainment division. Like, you weren't just, like, hired to fill a role. Like, this was, like, a new wave. Period. Like, whole new lady coming in with a whole new mentality. Her way of doing things or no way. She's badass. She's the she's a boss and one of my and I'm proud to call her one of my fucking great friends. That's amazing. Runs it. Yo, do you do you I'm sure you do, but Irie and you and and like being an official NBA DJ is is a fucking thing, bro. There's there's Utah Jazz, Sacramento Kings. Pacers got one. Yo. They're everywhere. They're like and landing the gig is a dope gig. Yeah, ending the it's gig a big is a crowd. huge, <laughs> huge deal, bro. Huge deal. for us. I don't know how it is for everybody else. We have we have a title. We're we're music coordinators. They, yeah, bro, we do big, big things for the Bulls. Serious halftime show productions. Yeah, like, things that take months and months to create. 
Original production through Flipside. Original production through Marquee. Oh, yeah, bro. Big stuff, bro. Huge. We got a huge role. We don't just get up there and like, oh, no. No. This is not some club gig, bro. This is games at 7. You're in position at 4 o'clock for rehearsals. Holy shit. Fuck yeah, dude. That's fucking awesome. You're running music for an NBA team that's on TV. They can hear you, bro. Best team in the East right now, too. What? Oh, best yeah. best team, one in the team in the East. How amazing. I, I love it, man. God bless. How good it feels to be back. I'm so happy for you guys. Thank I mean, you. I, I told you from Indianapolis, I've been a Patriots fan my whole life. Yep. And uh, But I still love the Bulls. Like I'm going to see them play the Nuggets in a few weeks. And I love the United Center. Oh, great, and man. I, just, I think I'm DJing that game. Fuck yeah. Yep. Let's go. Yeah, that'll be great. So great it's just like, and you know... United Center and the Bulls, like the electricity, oh, I bro. Mean, dude, you know, like Jordan is still in the building. Bro. They literally, I don't know if they're sick of me doing it yet, but every time I walk into the curtain, I give a big ass. Wow. <laughs> don't care what they're doing. I don't would give too. a shit who's doing what. You're hearing my yell. It's hella loud. It's hella Puerto Rican, and I don't care. <laughs> I mean, it's a proud it's, moment, bro. It like, sounds like it's it's. I don't, I don't know the right word for it, but it certainly sounds like you guys have challenges that you take on as a team, as professional group. I mean, without a doubt, without a doubt, there are definitely things uh, that just got to get done. Yeah, there are things that got to right. get done uh, that don't need to be talked about. Right. These are internal things, and uh, and when you're a professional, they get dealt with them in a professional manner. Simple as that, bro. Simple as that. So cool. And it, I've seen you've... Uh, I saw this video I, I, uh, you had on YouTube. It was at the mid, actually. And Jimmy Butler was there. And you got on the mic and Jimbo. said... Dude. And I saw you've done... Uh, you did a private party for Joe Kim. I mean, have you developed a relationship with these players? Like, how, how cool is that for you as a, a true Chicagoan? Yep. I, there's no words for it, right? That's so awesome, man. That's fulfilling. You know, you don't need that. Like. Bro, I've played horse with Tony Kukoc. <laughs> did you win? I did not. <laughs> I played horse with John Paxson. Wow, that's so fucking cool, man. These are things that I get to do, and I don't, you know, feel like sometimes because I'm not an internet hoe, always on the gram right. and always on Snapchat. You don't have to because you love this. You don't need anybody else to say that's cool. I don't want to show you. You know how I cool want to show everybody. Right. You know, like, right. these are my moments, man. Yes. These are my moments, you know, and if you're around, you're around. And if you're not, you're not. Yeah. You know, these are my moments. These are my moments. I've worked hard for these moments, bro. Yeah. yeah. Worked I very know. hard for them. That's powerful. We develop a relation. You develop a relationship through work. You see each other enough. They request songs all the time. My DJ booth is on the floor. Minus this year, COVID. Yeah. You know, I'm right there. I'm right there. Hey, I'm right there. They'd be like, yo, play this. You know, there's there's only one Puerto Rican DJ there. <laughs> you know, so it's not hard to miss me. Uh, and then And then I'm the one that's DJing all the clubs. You know, so it's, so they it's go definitely not there. hard to miss me. And I'm and I'm very adamant on letting you know that I'm the Chicago Bulls official DJ wherever I am. You know, so 
the relationships have been, yeah, they've been good. Um, but they're my relationships. Yeah, I, I, you know, they're, I they're mine. I, I can't, can't even begin to tell you how, how awesome I think that is. You know, I'm not, I'm definitely not the guy to call if you're like, let's book him and see if some players come out. Like, I'm not doing none of that shit, bro. No, it's not a package deal. No. You're you and they're them. No, I wouldn't even, I don't even, I would never even disrespect anyone's phone to be like, come see me DJ. Yeah, no, they. Stop being lame, bro. So, it's been good. Uh, what a, what amazing times. Like, Joe Kim Noah, bro, what an energy he gained for us in, in yeah. the city. And he, they literally, it's, what's even crazier, bro. Yeah. Is that they literally call me almost their, themselves, like. It's them, the manager, and someone from the Bulls. Like, yo, we want you to DJ a party. And I'd be like, I just got off the phone <laughs> with Joe Kim. <laughs> I just got off the phone with whoever's in charge of Joe Kim Noah, possibly Joe Kim Noah, and the Bulls. That's wild to me. I don't yeah. give a shit what anyone says. They're not calling no one else for that. They're calling me, and that's dope as shit. Yeah, oh my God. Raw, bro. Raw, and I'm thankful for all of it. Yep, thankful for all of it. I don't take none of it for granted, bro. That's so cool. None of it. That party was supposed to be three hours long. It was six, and I didn't give a shit how much extra we were there. Yeah, cause you're having fun. It's fun. It's what fun. is the problem? What's the problem? Yeah. Free food, free drinks, music, girls. Let's, Let's go. go. The hell? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. What a life. I think that's so cool. Me too, bro. Because I love sports too, you know, and, and seeing sports and music really. And what a what a way fuse. for it to come together, yeah. What a way for it to come together, wow. Then the White Sox happened just like that. Same owners, yeah. same people. They were like, yo, oh, oh, oh. A new boss came in from New Orleans. He's born and raised in Chicago. They brought him in from the Pelicans to the White Sox. Mm. He asked the Bulls, I love your DJs. Who are your DJs? I want your DJs. Bang, bang, bang. We're the Chicago White Sox DJs. Works for the seasons, too, doesn't it? One off, one on. <sighs> that show is so sick, man. Good for you. Thank you, man. Heart, uh, like a genuine good for you, man. Thank you, bro. You know? You know? And, and I'm aiming to help anybody get into that position that's willing to fucking show that you're dope enough and that you care enough. Yeah, hardworking like, enough, too. That's it. That's all this is about, bro. That's all this is about. A lot of people will be quick to be like, pfft. Of course, they get the little handsome brown DJ <laughs> who plays all the type of music, but it's so much more intricate than that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So much more intricate than that. It's just how, going back to you asking, the professionalism, man. Keep that professionalism. Mm -hmm. Keep the respect priority number one. Yeah. And you'll see. You know how many, God forgive me, but you know how many bad DJs I know in really good positions, bro, because of a really, really, really good attitude and because of a really good stage presence yeah. and how they carry themselves yeah. on time. They're at, they have no problem taking three or four calls to talk about the run of show. Right. And, well, what's the issue? I mean, this is your job, right? Metro. This is your job, correct? That is... Is Some this not what, advice? Is this not what we're here to do? Who is supposed to handle that stuff for you? Are you like, you just woke up and had a manager and had an agent? Yeah. 
My favorite is the guys that are like, he's my manager and my agent. Well, that's illegal. You can't have a manager, somebody <laughs> be a manager and an agent. Yeah, that's no. a, a, it's conflict a conflict of interest, yeah. my guy. So you're an idiot. Yeah. And now you're telling me that you have this person handling your business? Yeah, thanks. We'll pass. Dude. Simple as that, bro. Simple as that. I interviewed one of my old friends who's a very, very, very talented saxophone player. He Amazing. played on a late night show with Jimmy Kimmel, um, wow. and he met through some through some sort of performance art guy, um, uh, and you know is is really a not a starving artist but a very passionate musician, right? But he's he's not the best, very good, but he said something that you just said in one way or another. He goes, "Listen, I went on tour with these guys, being half as good of a saxophonist as the other guy who applied." That guy had the biggest ego of all time. And I got along with everybody. And guess who they picked? Yeah, bro. Me. Yeah. You know? It's like, it's true in life, man. Like, people would rather work with someone. And half as talented as maybe, you know, it's kind of a harsh way to put it. For sure. But, but it's the most relatable way for everybody else. Right, right, right. We're going to pick that person that's easy to work with, that's on time, that isn't all about them. You yeah, know? man. Like, I just, I think where people are in such awe of the DJ Metro brand, if I'm being honest, yeah, is how I've been able to cross over so many, um, like demos in DJing, like mm-hmm. the pies. You got your corporate radio nightclub, yep. right? Um, and whatever else you want to associate turntable is, yeah. Um, but the reality is, is that like, dude, there's always someone better than you. Yeah. True. There's someone better than me. Yeah. There's a lot. This is Chicago, bro. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of guys better than me. There's a lot of guys better than me. Mm-hmm. And I'm 1,000% okay in these shoes yeah. saying that. Yeah. I have no problem telling my great friend DJ Gordo, you're better than me, bro. Yeah. You're better than me. Yeah. Um, but when you're an adult and when you're a business... Same things that work for Target don't work for Walmart. Mm-hmm. Oh, well said. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So people just have what they would rather want. And as long as you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you're going to be doing what you're supposed to be doing too. Yeah. What, what else is there to say? You know what I mean? And it's it's clear that your brand is, is, is well-respected, not only in Chicago, but all over the world. I mean, you mentioned that you've been booked in Singapore, China. Sure you have. said Alaska. We talked about the Ibiza story earlier. Yep. San Diego. I mean, all over the U.S., really, right? I've done, I've done the Philippines, Singapore, Shanghai, China, and Taiwan four times all in one run. My, uh, my agent, Kevin McLaughlin, here in the United States is partnered with my agent overseas on the nightclub that they own in the Philippines. Wow. That happened only after I flew to Asia one time to do that run by myself before they even met. They didn't even meet yet. Whoa. They didn't even meet yet. I don't even think I met my agent yet. I don't even think I, my agent in the United States, I don't even think I met him yet. Uh, but he might the got my agent overseas booked DJ Chaos, who's under the roster. My agent in America was like, I'm coming with you because I need to check that shit out. 
those two talked and they were like, let's build a club together. <laughs> and, it, and overseas we've gone. That's amazing. A How lot. cool was that for you? Bro. Bro. Going like, back to your eight-year-old self, man. Bro. Like, you know, God, it's incredible, bro. It really is. Yeah. Don't even know how else to describe it. Yeah. You know, you, you don't even, until you really do take a moment to take a step back, you don't even realize that you're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it, bro. It's you're really hard it. to be in that moment, especially when you're lights, camera, action like you, right? It's like yeah. the only time you really get to like fathom it is on the plane. Yeah. Because you land and there's a driver for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to go. It's yeah. really almost time to go. They might have a radio interview for you. Um, their press, what they want to do for the club and their social media. Wow. It's very go, go, go. You know, these people have invested thousands of dollars into you. Yeah. You know, they, they're paying you. They are paying for you to be there. They're paying for your food. Yeah. They are literally paying for your attention. Yeah. True. I never thought of it like that. You know? Yeah. So that matters, bro. And yeah, and yeah it's very go, go, go. It's very go, go, go. Hmm. You know? Well, let me ask you this, though. Is there anything better than when you come home to your wife and kids? Not, not really, not. For sure. Especially after those runs, it's been 10, 11 nights, you're not in your bed, you've done four different countries, you're tired. That, that's why I'm like, when people are like, I want to tour the world and fuck chicks and do this, I'm like, no you fucking don't. Because you ain't done that before and then come back to no one. You want to do that when you're a shorty. Yeah. When you're, you want you want to do that when you're younger and when right. you don't got no responsibility and... Who's touring the world at 22 years old? Though, Not right? a lot, though. Point zero one percent of people? Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. And then you realize that touring comes at touring alone. And when I say I'm touring alone, I am not Steve Angelo. Yeah. I do not have a fucking road manager. Yeah. I do not have a manager. No. I do not have an agent with me. I don't have a publicist. Yeah. Bro, it's literally my duffel bag, my book bag worth of all my shit, yeah. and I'm on the road. And here we go. And my itinerary is in front of me, and I got to do these things. And tons of fun. Right. The food is incredible. Yeah. The people are incredible. The, yeah. the amount of networking you get to do. But yo... You definitely yeah. do get lonely. Yeah. You do get lonely, especially when you get used to the life you have. Mm -hmm. I have children jumping on me and a wife that really loves me, bro. Yeah. And she supports me. Yeah. You know, um, and she's happy for me. And I get to take my family with me. Yeah. On these amazing adventures when it when applicable. Yeah. You know, so it's 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 daunting when you have to do it alone. I bet. That's the good word for it is like. Oh, thank God my, my nephews are getting older. My brother's been coming with me a lot more. Mm -hmm. So it's like so much better. Yeah. But, you know, because you, you genuinely want someone to enjoy the ambiance and the moments with you too. You know, so 
Um, for those of you who definitely are like, I can't see it. You know, he's making a bunch of money. He's fucking touring them all. Yeah, 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 yeah. How is it? You, you know, like, then you stay home. Like, yeah, I've been home too. Like, no, it's a healthy balance when you can do both. Absolutely. And you've earned the right to get that opportunity. You've earned the right to say that I'm happy to be home when you go home. Without a doubt. You know, I love being home. I I pay a lot of money to, to own it. Yeah. Um, and it smells like our home. It cooks like our home. Looks like my home. It's home. Well, obviously, and how you grew up, too. And from what I know about, like... Yeah. I mean, Latin culture in general, especially Puerto Rican culture... Very family oriented. Very. Lots of family gatherings, cooking together, spending morning, noon, and night together, and, and that's what it's all about. A lot. And my kids. That's what are, life's all about. Without a doubt, my kids are very attached to me. That's awesome. My kids are very attached. How to old me. are they again? I'm very attached to them. Thirteen seven two. Thirteen seven two and a new on the way. Do you know? It's Do you know if it's a? I know. I do know. When will this air? Uh, next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, I don't know if I can say it just yet. I don't know if my wife wants me to tell everybody. Okay, okay. We'll yep. wait. Yep, we might have to wait. That's exciting either way, though. Beyond exciting, it is. Wow. Yeah, bro. It is. Gosh. You know, more exciting is just being in, in this position to have the balance because mm-hmm. um, it wasn't always there. Yeah. I definitely almost lost my my wife, my children to, like, not having the proper balance go 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 not enough do 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 yeah so having that not only is having them around one of the most humbling balances in my life Mm -hmm. but having that experience also was one of the most humbling in my life too because my wife deserves just as much credit as I do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely she does. You know. She's been with you. She's seen you go up and down wow. and up and down and So, you know, that's really what it comes to is like having the proper balance makes everything so much better, bro. Mm-hmm. So, with an like an adult, just like everything else, you've got to find the fine line. So it's dope. It's dope. I'm so happy for you, man. Thanks, man. It's great. Thank you, bro. It's great. Good for you. Okay, so one yeah. of the last things I want to ask you about. For sure. Could we be mentioned anything. a lot about your journey as a DJ, how you've seen vinyl go digital, how you've seen hip-hop go house. And back again. And back again. I mean, and, and here we are in a city that has so many different types of influence from a cultural standpoint. From a culinary standpoint, from a sports standpoint, I mean, Chicago's got it all, right? But one thing we do have is a really special type of DJ culture, you know? Yeah. You know, and it's it's a competitive scene, like we said. It is. And I think kind of the blanket statement, everyone's a DJ, is something that we don't hear maybe as much anymore, but everyone is a fucking DJ, dude, you know? Mm-hmm. The barrier to entry is virtually zero. Kids are 16 years old getting a Serato mixer from their mom on Christmas illegally downloading all their tracks, right? Like, you didn't go through that. I definitely didn't fucking go through that. And I don't know. It's like, it's the easiest it's ever been to become a DJ, right? My question is, do you think we're hitting a peak of all this? Will being a DJ go out of style? And is it even really a trend? It had to be. 
it had to be a trend because the DJ is so big. Mm-hmm. The DJ is so big, bro. You you can't name you know from literally from. I want to say the party rock movement, like yeah, you know, with LMFAO really. That timing of music was so crucial. Yeah, it was. It was so crucial. Um, even right before them with like the... Uh, who, who had... I'm trying to think of a bigger... A big, Don't misunderstand me because I want you. Oh. I'm trying to think of who's singing that song. It's a huge dance song, you know, like... You know, was it Neo or... Uh, God, no. It wasn't Neo. Remember, remember Starship's Nicki Minaj, too? Shit like that? Is that what you mean? Um, Kid Cudi, Day and Night. The yeah, Coker's yeah, yeah. Remakes, like, yeah. The, the timing of all that music and then Zed Bounce. Mm. And then... I'm, I'm sorry. Calvin Harris yep. Bounce. Yep. Um, and then more Calvin Harris. Yeah. And then Zed. Yep. And then Skrillex. Yep. Diplo. Yep. Dead Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> Avicii. Mm-hmm. Bingo players. Yeah. You're talking about a time that was so big for dance music that it was in. Possible mm-hmm. for you not to talk about a DJ. That's so true. Our moms and grandparents were talking about DJ Tiesto. Sorry. And no, you're good. And Tiesto's been around even so much longer than that, too. You're right. So long. Think of Benny Banassi. Yeah. Paul, Paul Oakenfold. Yes. You know, Armin Van Buren. Uh, you know, these guys have been in the game. pioneers for Pearl. I mean, talk about our own you're talking about overseas let's talk about our own Kashmir yeah Steve Smooth yeah Bam Bam Alex Peace mm-hmm. DJ Tragic God Gene rest his Ferris, soul Gene Ferris baby Gene Ferris Derek Carter Derek Carter uh even even just the DJs Kenny Jam and Jason Julian Jumpin Perez Bobby D you know yeah. Like, oh yeah you're talk when I go to DJ in Texas and I'm talking to forty and forty five year olds. Mm-hmm. They're talking to me about DJs, those DJs, as if I don't know who they're talking about. <laughs> you know, even in the nineties, bro. Like Chicago DJs were the thing. It's a big deal because we had the sound. Mm-hmm. Chicago Hard House. Yep, we had the sound. Period. Yep. Yep. We had the sound, and. Even through the tribal movement, we had the sound. Mm-hmm. We had the sound. We had the sound. Um, so, you just can't... You can't escape it. Especially at this point with DJs making hit records. Yeah. Continuing to make hit records. Do I feel like... It's like anything else. It's just going to hit a point where... What people want is what people will get. 
what people want is what people will get. If there's a party, if there's a club, if there's a record, yeah. if there's if people want it, they're gonna absorb it, bro. Right. They're gonna absorb it. Um, I feel like DJing is definitely so hitting a a marker on a few things musically. I feel. Like, my last five years have been of benefit because I feel like um, I'm right back to, like, the DJ AM times, Mm -hmm. as crazy as that sounds. Yeah, true open format. Almost to a point where if you're good enough, you can really play anything, bro. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And... You don't have to resort to just doing the same old, same old. Mm-hmm. Fun is back in motion, bro. Yeah. Because that standing around shit mm-hmm. is almost dead. Yeah. At least at the venues I'm playing at. Yeah. If you're looking for a DJ that you want people to stand around and talk on the mic, call someone else. <laughs> I'm not your guy. Yeah. I'm not your guy. I'm going to talk on the mic. I'm going to get people pumped. Right. But I'm not just playing one category of music all yeah. night. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen no more. Yeah. Um... So I feel like musically, we're at a turning point where it doesn't matter if it's dance, hip-hop, polka, Latin. It needs to be fun. Yes. It needs to be fun. Yo, let's get this show on the road with the fun. Yo, straight up, man. Bro, it's the weekend. (laughs) People are bored out of their minds. Yeah. (laughs) They've been in a pandemic. Yeah. They've had the same fucking job for the last nine years dude they're at this club to get drunk yeah papa molly yeah whatever the shit they want to do and lose their fucking mind are you gonna help them or not that's where i am with this man and whoever could do that the best, yeah, you're in. Will win. You're in. No worry about the rest. That's how I feel about DJ with the equipment and all that. Like it's first off, where anybody gets the money to buy this shit these days <laughs> is beyond me. So expensive. Because if you don't have credit to finance this stuff, yeah, how are you doing it? It's that expensive, bro. Yeah. You can get a little controller and you can get on your way, bro. Right. But what we're talking about is getting to the big leagues, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, bro. You're talking about six, seven, eight, nine thousand dollars in one run to the store. Easy. <laughs> like, what? One run to the store. If you want the club standard. One run to the store. You could kiss 10 grand goodbye. Yeah. Out the door. Mm-hmm. So. The professionals will be professionals, and the amateurs will stay amateurs. That's how I feel. Yeah, absolutely. That's how I feel. You can tell the real ones will always be able to tell who's ready to invest in what and who's got what they need to get where they want to be. So true. My cousin used to tell other DJs all the time, or people would be like, "What's your advice to go get to be a DJ? Go buy equipment." Mm-hmm. Go buy equipment. You want to learn that bad? Go buy equipment. Everything changed for me when I got CDJs. I bet, bro. We, our, my mom couldn't even afford a CDJ. We've, we bought one 
for 28 days and returned it at 4.30 because we couldn't afford it. Wow. Just so that I could learn it. That's a true story, bro. Couldn't afford it. How the f- One CDJ was eleven, eleven ninety nine ninety nine. Oh, yeah. I bought it used from my buddy who was upgrading, and I was like, I have to do this. This was the type... This was moving. That's when you take it seriously, when you really financially invest, because it's so easy to half-ass it for a while, because... You know, like, even with all this this video equipment, I was using cameras that I had gotten, like, off Amazon and shit, and it worked and it did the job, but it didn't exemplify how much I really cared, and I was a little afraid, because if I invest in myself, then I'm going to have to put that work in. Yep. And that's something that I learned, and when I did, I took everything so much more fucking seriously. Yeah, bro, because now you're talking about stuff that you worked for. You're not. This isn't a yeah, joke no more. Exactly. It's not a joke. This no ain't more. no fucking birthday present. This ain't no like Christmas present. Whatever the fuck. No, bro. Yeah. This is your money. Yep. You want it that bad? Let me see you spend it. And it's like you talked about too. We had a. You told me a great story uh, about who was it? The DJ that told you uh, that you gotta you gotta get a job. Oh, speed. Speed. It was speed, right? It was speed. I was, like, I was dead broke. I was dead, dead broke. broke. I was dead broke. I had a 99 Mitsubishi Eclipse. Yeah. Uh, my car payment was like 190 to $210 all in. I can't remember. <laughs> but I was broke. I was broke and no one was hiring me. Yep. And it wasn't working. Everything I had done didn't matter. Yep. The times were changing and I was broke. And Speed was like, oh, dude, this is simple. You need to go get a job. A hard pill for you to swallow at that moment, though. Very hard. Very hard. You thought there was only one way to do this shit. This very wrong. Where everybody is misconstrued is you need capital. You need capital. I learned that advice tonight, ladies and gentlemen. You need capital, my friend. You need capital. You need money. You need money or you need an investor. Gary Vee said it best. Your mother and your father, those are your best friends. Yeah. Until you got your own money. Yeah. (laughs) Those are your... Everything's until you got your own way of flipping the money that they've used to help you to get your own money. And even then, you're never done paying them back. You know, so that's how it works, bro. And my mother, God bless her, dog. I'm, I'm trying to tell you, we could, I could feel the motion of digital coming. I could feel it. Everywhere I was going were these CDJs and everyone was treating their turntables like straight up shit. They were throwing... Stuff on top of them. They weren't even working right. I'd show up to DJ at clubs in Logan Square in Humble Park. Yeah. And they, their turntables would be non-existent or not working. And I'd have to bring my own just for my set. And everybody was going digital. Everyone was going digital. The one digital player was eleven ninety nine ninety nine. The one. Brand new. And there was no used at this time. There was what they were. Yeah. The club was going to invest into this. Yep. Stuff for the next 10 years is their op- was their eyes because the vinyl lasted them 15 years. Right. So their eyes were going to spend $3,000 on all this new stuff, but I didn't know how to use it. Yeah. And my mom, you know, I was like, mom, I need to learn how to use this or I'm out. Yeah. For real. Like, she was like, well, we can't afford this shit. <laughs> so what do you want me to do? I'm like, I don't know. What, could, what can we do? Yeah, because you didn't have any, like, friends at that point that had it either and then bro luckily look how it worked we returned it and the dj the promoter manny from mambo 
he was like, uh, I'm going to buy the CDJs because the club's not buying them. And you can set up and break down the CDJs every Friday and you can take them home and practice on them. Wow. There you go. Shout out Manny, bro. Shout out Manny. He had faith in me since day one. My guy. Yeah, bro. Life's crazy, bro. How all this. And basically, I've n- and the truth is, I've never owned one CDJ ever since that. Because, <laughs> yeah, because the CDJ hasn't changed much yeah, no, since. So true. The, the, the functionality of it remains the same. They just keep adding shit to it. Yeah, no. The 3,000s, bro. It's a lot. It's a lot. Unnecessary. But, uh. I know how to use them. I know how to use them. <laughs> <laughs> I know, how to, I know them. how to use them, yeah. I use the shit out of them, too. I use the shit out of them, too. Yeah. I mean, I'm not complaining. I mean, they got every fucking button to know. Every feature possible that you can have on a tabletop player is in there. Everything what are they going to do next? That's what I keep thinking. Make pizza. Yeah. Stick a little thing in there that's going to give you a fucking pizza, and then you can DJ. <laughs> that's the next thing. That'd be great. Yeah, I really appreciate not that. Bad. I really appreciate that. One time I was eating while DJing, like at Fremont or something, like downstairs, and like the owner comes over and he's like, You can't eat while you DJ. I go, Bro, I'm a person too, man. I gotta fucking. Everyone's eating. Yeah, let me. Can I eat? Let me fucking eat. And I was even like, Dude, I was like going Gollum, like behind the decks, you know? So everyone can enjoy their BLTs but me? Yeah, like. Like, what the shit? This is a five hour slot, man. You gotta eat. Give me a break. You gotta let me eat. I can't drink anything either, right? You gotta let me eat. Allowed to drink, yeah, but God forbid I fucking. My eat. God, these people. Yeah, I you swear. think anybody there is gonna be like? I can't believe the DJ. Excuse is me, shrimp. Stop taco. eating. I can't eat while you eat. I mean, aren't you supposed to be DJing? You gotta play records. <laughs> My God, Jesus Christ! What is the longest be... that you've ever played? It has to be six hours. It's gotta be. And that's a long set. It's gotta be six or seven. Because I've got to be honest with you. I'm trying, now that you ask me, something tells me that I did a Red Bull event from 10 a.m. to, to like 8 p.m. once or 7. I think I did one of those. Because it's Red Bull. And Red Bull pays amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you don't keep DJing as long as they keep paying. They promised me that it would be a turnkey situation. Mm-hmm. Show up and just play. Play whatever you want. Yeah. Don't care. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. You know what it was? What? They were racing sailboats. It was a bunch. Of, it was like <laughs> Porsche, Saint <laughs> Laurent, Oracle. Rainbow. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, <laughs> Jameson. Yeah, bro. They had what seemed like billion dollar sailboats. Yeah, speed sailing in Lake Michigan, Jesus. racing Red Bull. And they were like, they're not going to care about what you play, but I need you there from 9.30 in the morning to 7 p.m. It's a long day. <laughs> and then just invoice us. When they said that, I was like, I'll be there. I'll be there. Yep, I'll oh be there. Oh, my God. It's like, yeah, I swear. Those damn rich people, they'll pay. Bro, for nothing. Just, just be there. You know, and this is where DJs get it all fucked up, man. Like, yeah. Don't fuck up your money, bro. Yeah. Stop with the... Stop with the... Fugazi, what you think everybody is chasing. And this is important, bro. This is important, especially in today's day and age of DJing, is that everyone is so important. Everyone is making it such a priority to chase the attention of everyone. Mm. 
And where I think that I've had the best success in my career truly is that I had the attention of the right people. Yeah. I'm not... I don't even want attention like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't care about being popular, bro. You want the attention I, of the people that want to see you, want to know you. Bro, I care about the attention of succeeding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And not just right now. For, I want to do this forever. Yeah. And when I say forever, I mean until the day I can't fucking breathe no more, bro. Mm-hmm. Forever. So, whatever we need to do. Whatever we need to do. You know what I mean? Whatever we need to do. It's not that big of a deal. You, The problem is you take yourself too seriously. Yeah. yeah. You take yourself too seriously. That's the problem with a lot of these guys. You take yourself too seriously. You... You were so quick to tell me no to DJ in the concourse for the Bulls. <laughs> yeah, like the DJs that I helped get that, they're like seven seasons in, bro. Yeah. You, you know how happy they are to show up to United Center, play records, get paid, and watch a basketball game? Yeah, that's amazing. That's a good job. That's a good day in the office. Yeah, for sure. That's a good day in the office, my man. But because your pride was too high... You felt like you didn't want to be seen as some guy in a hallway. You're dumb, bro. Yeah. This is your job. And it's not always going to be fucking towels and yeah. Navy Pier Grand Ballrooms. It's no. not always going to be you on TV. No. There's going to be shit that you're going to have to do for this job that people see and people don't see. Yeah. And it's, it's on you if you want to make it. You don't want to do it, no problem. I will. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no issue at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No issue at all. I promise you. Yeah. No issue at all. Right. I'm going to work these three months in a row to take off my fourth completely. Mm-hmm. To chill with my family and yeah. do whatever. Right. And I'm going to do it sporadically. I'm not doing it at the shit pace at 9 in the morning to 5 p.m. every <laughs> single day. Yeah. No, 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 my friend. I, I get two you. or three days in between mm-hmm. to gather myself, do a little this, do a little that. And then I get to go DJ from 6 to 11 p.m. somewhere that's hiring me, that wants my services, and that thinks I'm valuable to them. And yeah, yeah, not everything's got to be on the gram. And like, it's not a fucking movie. Let people enjoy their fajitas. Let people enjoy their, like, (laughs) you're just there for work sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This past summer, I DJed Sears Tower, bro. There was no, two times I did it, there was no one in my presence. One time I played outside, it was just the people walking around and blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Both times when I was finished, they were like, we love having you here. <laughs> you were like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I love being here. Yeah. I love being here. You love having me here? I love being here. Yeah. You, like, we love listening to you on the radio. We love having you in our presence. You know what? We're going to bring you back a few more times. It's that simple, bro. And all those other few times, there was no one in my presence either. I literally DJed for absolutely no one. Them. Yeah. Them. Them. Thanks. And and why say no? Yeah. Why say no, bro? Oh, because there's not a crowd or because, you know, no cloud or whatever. Like, you're about to miss out on money. That's where you guys fuck up, bro. You, You fuck up your money, bro. 
Can't save them all, Sherm. Can't save them all, bro. Master, I, I gotta tell you. This has been one of my favorite interviews ever. I've learned so much on a personal level, and your perspective is... I, it's very mature. You know, I don't really know how else to say it. And I am inspired by the fact that you do have so much fun, but also take yourself just as serious. Yeah, G. Well, not don't take yourself too seriously. You take you take this business seriously. Yeah, hell yeah. It's business. Right. It's business. Yeah. And when you sit down at the table with other business people, you got to have something to talk about in relevance to yeah. what they're talking about. Now, that's true. That's really true. And, you know, if everybody thinks what you do is a fucking joke, then maybe you're just a joke. Yeah. You know? When are you going to take yourself seriously, bro? Right, right. When are you going to take what... What's next, you know? What's next? So, it just is what it is, man. And I know... I, I see it, bro. You can't tell me that there isn't a fucking next. I know guys making $15,000 to show up to nightclubs and go home. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. You don't tell me it's impossible. This guy sucks, and he's getting money. <laughs> you don't get to tell me what's possible and what's not possible, bro. You're just not taking it seriously enough. You're not taking it seriously enough. You're not. You're not. And that's why I ain't, bro, like, you look at a guy like DJ Khaled, and I don't give a shit how funny it is to anybody. Yeah. I want that house. Dude, that I want guy. that car. I want to treat my children like that, bro. He's got it figured out. No, bro. He's got it done. Yeah. <laughs> it's done. A step above. It's there, bro. I mean, so, you know, as much as I, I think and I love everybody's legend and um, goat talk yeah. for me, we're not there yet, bro. Okay. We're not there yet. I don't... We're not even fucking close, bro. Yeah. We're not even close. We're barely scratching the surface. And I mean it. I mean it, bro. I mean it. If you think you're sick of hearing me now, ooh, you got a lot of hearing me left. You're going to be sick as shit of me in a few years. It's that simple, bro. The energy is that strong over here. You've been in the game, but you really are just getting started. We're here. Young rookie and the vet. Ah, remember the fucking name, people. Yep. Any last words for the camera? Man, just love each other. Love each other. Give each other praise. Show each other love while you're here. It's short. You know, it's very short. Uh, I love the city of Chicago. I love all of its DJs. North side, south side, east and west, suburbs, everything in between. If you got love for DJing, if you got love for the game, then I got love for you. I said it once, I'll say it again. And I mean it. I'm not hard to get a hold of. You know where to find me. You can always say, what's up? Yeah. I always say, what's up back? Yeah. Simple MO over here. That's <laughs> true. Simple as that. Yeah, I got him here on the podcast, people. Literally, easy as shit. Easy as asking, right? That's right. Easy as asking. That's right. So that's it, man. I want to thank you for having me, bro. For sure, man. In your space, in your 
humble the bow, bro. Yeah. This is amazing. This is it. Yeah, man. You you're doing it, bro. You're doing it. I'm trying. We'll meet we'll meet each other at the top, bro. Yes. Yep, we'll meet each other at the top. My, oh, my man. My guy.